while while they're doing that, I'm, mm-hmm. I will actually talk loudly and say I will align my I'll align myself with nobody. So you have my word on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I can easily swear that I will not align myself with Miss Green Warlords. That seems like an easy promise to make. And they all do. Oh, scared me. Shall do, Mags. Um, and it is understood that included in this is unfettered access to the mechanics, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mario and Luigi. Rush. <laughs> They're lucky Chuka, we don't make them sleep on the floor. Chucka and Clank? Chucka and Clank. Chuka yeah, Ratchet and Clank is a... That's actually funner. That's that I got. I got to show Too bad you're getting Chuck and Clonk because that's what's in the module. Clonk, clonk like <laughs> so K L N O. It's actually C L O. I think it's, it's so lame. I know. I'm I'm changing it to K just yeah. so you know. Well, it, it's Kenko. He's it's, supposed to be dead. <laughs> it's uh, it's canon. They don't name themselves, so you can yeah. literally change your name to whatever you want to be. Dickface. Yeah, asshole. I'm not gonna call him Dickface. Chad. Oh, oh. I'd rather be Dickface. Yeah. Kloika. <laughs> All right, so um, the three of them... <laughs> Tongue punch and fart box! <laughs> <laughs> the three of them have agreed not to align with warlords. What does Ingrid say? I love warlords. I love war. My dad's a warlord. <laughs> Big foam finger, this is warlord. <laughs> I don't know why I'm with Zanzer on this one. I don't, I'm not going to ally myself with anyone. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Very good! <laughs> Yes, I won't be killing them. Thank you. And you see two imps in the corner has become visible again. And they look very disappointed and they fly out of the room. Are either of them my buddy? Uh, they are not. Uh, she says, very well, very well. Let us go see the idiots. <laughs> Julie's very happy. Oh, three are right. right here. Oh, oh, sorry, he means the other idiots. <laughs> Uh, Maggie leads you, uh, now that she has an agenda, she's walking very fast, and you realize the cane is a charade, she does not need that. <laughs> she's twirling it. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly a beating tool. <laughs> yes. Um, it does actually, it's the same height as, like, a wizard's staff, she's just so tall that she leans on it like a walking cane. Uh, but she leads you, uh, back out from her, the front doors of her museum, she goes around the turnstile. <laughs> what a bitch. She is fey, after all. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. She she's is, hag. okay. Yeah, she's a hag. Um, it's not nice to say. Well, actually, I was I was actually interested in doing a um, insight check just to see if I pick up anything beyond. Uh, please do. I'm mean, the term is elder fay. <laughs> fay of a certain age. Dina fay. Seven. It's terrible. Uh, you don't detect. You detect some de- deception, um, but once it comes to light that you are willing to swear not to align yourselves with warlords and do what she wants, that fades away. And okay. it seems that she's genuinely excited about having somebody to do her dirty work for her. Um, and when she said that she was a busy woman and, and had shit to do, uh, you got no deception from that. She really does have a ton of shit to do. Organizing this fort's a fucking nightmare. It's full of fae that don't want to do what they're told. So, uh, speaking of which, along the way to the uh, garage, she has to chastise a bunch of red caps. Um, one of them comes nearer to her and uh, does some sort of threatening thing, and she literally just kicks him in the bottom of the jaw, and he goes head over heels. <laughs> Lands face down in the sand. He's plucking sand out of his eyes. I like your management style. Have you ever considered doing a TED Talk? He's <laughs> imagining her walking around the stage. I hate everyone. <laughs> Let me tell you how this has been a lesson in my life. <laughs> Eating babies has been the best part of it. Uh, do we see the giant uh, Franken... Franken colon? Franken colon? <laughs> <laughs> Franken colon does not appear to be in the fort. 
with oh you currently. Oh my god. It's the worst cereal. You uh you don't see uh Dr. Frankenfurter uh, here in the here in the courtyard. Um, He's gone up to the lab <laughs> to see what's on the slab. <laughs> but uh, Ingrid will ask, like, does, what Wait, is... does this machine do the time warp? Is that what we're doing? Raid it in. Let's try to get back on the adventure. Uh, Ingrid does ask, like, what that thing is, does, what purpose she has for having made it. Her eyes um, uh, widen, not with, like, surprise, but you see a little bit of joy creep into her face. Which oh, is no. worse than not. Mm. Uh, and she says, That's my dear boy, Mickey. Oh, God. He's so fine. Oh, my God. He's so fine, he blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> hey, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's all a mother could ask for. Uh, um... But he—he's very unique. Yes. Why is butt connected to face? <laughs> I love Dragomir. <laughs> I love how fucking blunt Dragomir is with the highest charisma in the party. He has no need to be this blunt. Um, she says, uh, "The storm that ravaged his lungs when he was well, when they were a different body." Uh, left them vulnerable to the sands of Avernus. By breathing through his colon, there is no sand. That's actually a really effective filtration system. I applaud you for such ingenuity. Thank that's you. Actually I'm, that's ingenious. no deception. Like that's actually that's honesty. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, air already smell like shit. Yeah. And if it's your own shit, you know. Just Everyone likes their own brand. Anyway, let's find these Kenku. Into the Kenku garage. Together. Why couldn't you just make him new lungs? No. Um, she leads you to the garage, and don't ask. You might become the new lungs. <laughs> she uh, withdraws a small iron box from her pocket, and she deposits a soul coin into it. And you hear a beeping sound, and the garage doors open upwards. Did you do that? I'm that good. <laughs> what the fuck was that? that was coffee coffee pot. Pot. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Your game is haunted. <laughs> oh man, I've DM'd before. That was fucking brilliant. <laughs> uh, like, like we just had like a shared like freak out moment. Like <laughs> the uh, the garage doors shutter and roll up into the ceiling. Uh, revealing a very large vehicle uh, that is partially covered with tarps, uh, black tarps. And you can see from the back end of this vehicle that there is what looks like a small wrecking ball hanging off the back end of it. Truck tarps. Miley Cyrus is sitting on top. (laughs) It is a vehicle that has to be about 60 feet in length. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks like the actual chassis of the vehicle starts about 8 feet off the ground. And there is a ladder that comes down from where the driver's compartment would be. That comes all the way down to the ground. And the bottom two rungs of which are rope, so it can swing as it drives over the terrain. But it's doing no driving right now, it's stationary, it looks like it's in a state of disrepair. Uh, and perched on top of it, uh, literally perched on top of it, is a birdman who appears to be short and fat. Um, he has uh, a concentration of feathers above his beak 
that are uh, longer and darker than the rest of his face, and it gives him the illusion of having a mustache. Mario! And he's up there, and he's looking down, and he's speaking to another Birdman who is uh, out of eyesight underneath the machine somewhere, and you can hear clanking and clonking underneath. Uh, but the commands that are being shouted come out in a series of different voices. Uh, and you people who have encountered Kenku before know that they can't speak their own tongue. They don't have one. They have to speak borrowed words that they've heard from others. Uh, and so you hear a whole lot of phrases that seem very disparate and don't seem to have any connection whatsoever to a vehicle. But for whatever reason, they have a meaning to the creature underneath. And so it's all these different voices, male, female, some of them fiendish, some of them sound more human or humanoid, um, as just sentences seemingly out of order are issued to the creature underneath. And uh, when Maggie comes in, the creature on top doesn't even seem to notice. Waiting for her to make the introduction. Yeah, I, uh, she looks I'll call, motherfuckers. I mean, you, you wanted to talk to them, so she uh, looks at you guys. Yeah. Like, um. Yeah. Why did we want to talk to them again? We were told to by we're, somebody. Yeah. The memories. The, the vision, right? The yeah. vision somebody had. Talk magic hat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. <coughs> all right. I, I then I guess I'm I'm taking the lead on this, and I'll uh, I'll clear my throat. <coughs> Kenku. We are in your garage. And then uh, the one at the top looks over to you, looks you up and down, that's the way birds do, head tilts a little bit, and you can hear, what? What's going on? And it looks at you and turns its head. Mm. We seek, uh, we seek you at the behest of another. Uh, I have seen a vision in which you help me to help the people of El Torel. And then you hear, well, isn't that just swell? I agree! And it hops down from the top of the vehicle. Does the, the underneath one come out? The underneath one comes out very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. And it rolls out. You don't actually see like the wings or legs move. It just rolls out very slowly. Head first, looking up at you as it rolls out under the vehicle. Um... Well, for starters, uh, we are here with Mad Maggie, who I gesture to, um, who has us helping her fix her machine. Uh, I understand you are fixing her machine as well, with our help, possibly? And you hear uh, from the one that just rolled out from underneath it, Blimey, you're real good at fixing machines! We are getting you parts that you need, or we will be. Uh, but in the meantime, I have seen vision when I wear a certain helmet that speaks to a certain dead god. What can you tell me about Lady Yale? Was it Lady Yale? Yeah, Lady Yale. Lady Yale. Um, one looks at the other one quizzically, the other one looks back. Who? Who's there? My name is Dragomir. These are my friends. They look back at each other. They look back at you and sort of cock their head. Lady Yale. Do I recognize the voice? That you, was... yeah. Oh, it's me? Yeah. Ah, uh, Lady Yale is probably long since dead, was an original Hellrider. Uh, we were told Kenku might know what happened to her. 
maybe in your history. They look back at each other. Um, one of them looks to the other and like, as, and then as much as Bird can smile, smiles and nods at the other one and goes, History is important to me. That's Mad Maggie. Yep. Mm. Let me describe to you what I have seen, and I will go into detail about the actual flashback that I saw. Periodically as you're doing this, um, Lulu, who had to be the one to transmit it to the rest of the group, mm. uh, will fill in blanks as Dragomir has forgotten certain details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then what happened was this, and what happened was that. But when she speaks, the two of them share a glance at each other, like, real quick, like they're trying to remember something. Can I insight that? Yes, please. Uh, everybody can. You're all observing them, I'm sure. 18. Fuck. Yes. Ooh, 16. Ooh, I critted. Ooh. I created. Yeah. I created my. Nice. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you. Mm-mm-mm. I'm only standing because I have a dry sneeze waiting to uh, come out of my brain, and I don't want to do it at the table. Is that where you sneeze from? Yeah. Have you seen a doctor? I do all brain sneezes. Wow. I farted. I'll take them. Yeah. <laughs> How did I roll two threes? <laughs> because you're lucky. Um, there is a look, like a reaction when Lulu starts talking, and they, they share this look periodically, like they're trying to collectively remember something. Um, and then after a moment, you see that they're, like the light bulb comes on for one of them, and he looks at the other, and the, uh, the Kenku uh, gets really, really excited for a brief moment, and then turns to his buddy, and he says... Ah, don't worry about this, team. We got this. In Lulu's voice. Wow. Uh, and then the other one uh, gets the same look. There's like a delay because he seems very simple. He's the one who's underneath the vehicle. Yeah. There's like a, a two or three second delay. And then the eyes widen up and he goes, oh, oh, Don't worry, team. We got this. And then they look at each other and they look very, very happy with each other. Um Correct me if I'm wrong, this is not something... We haven't heard Lulu say those words since we've been here. At least in this immediate... Lulu has not been that reassuring in this entire time. Okay, so this is something they've heard her say before we got here. Probably in holophant mode. Yes. And um, with your gigantic insight, uh, yours specifically, because you were going to crit, right? Um, They're repeating things that they have heard, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's things they heard straight from the horse's mouth, as it were. Mm. Um, you know enough about Kenku that sometimes they pass down certain phrases <coughs> through their <coughs> family trees. <coughs> and uh, judging by what Lulu said earlier about, yeah, they had to be dead by now because it's been a couple of hundred years. Somebody a few hundred years ago in their family tree has probably been repeating <coughs> that phrase wow. as a thing for them to use for a very, very long time. <coughs> Kind of like when we repeat the dad jokes we heard when we were kids. Yeah, you know. they're like from the 1700s. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's basically the same idea. The equivalent of like the 1500s in this case. But yeah, because the Kenku have oh. such a limited supply of words. When the parents raise their offspring, they teach them a few phrases that they've heard. And for whatever reason, that one has persisted yeah, through that's Kenku time. Weird, because that one doesn't really <coughs> have a... It's not like, you know, pass the salt or whatever. It's, it's just encouragement. Yeah. Uh, and that is, one of the things that you get is that because they have sort of a limited supply of these, for lack of a better term, pre-recorded responses, mm-hmm. uh, they keep only the ones that have an emotional response to them. And so that's one of the ones that has an emotional response, apparently. There's, there's some connection there where that phrase has kept Kenku going for a long time. 
Wow. And they get really excited when they realize that they are currently meeting effectively like a hero of their language. Uh, and they start getting a little swoony and swimmy and they get excited at Lulu. And Lulu's like, this is really creepy. Why are they using my voice? I never said that. Why are they saying that? All right, so I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of uncomfortable discussing this directly in front of Mad Maggie. Yeah. Like, is she like paying attention or is she like playing with she's a She's watching, but she's not like, she's she's not super hyper-focused like she was in the museum. Okay. She's here in an observatory role and she is observing, but she's not quite that dialed in. Um, so I'll look at the Kenku then. Uh, team, who else, who else was team? Uh, they look at each other and kind of shrug. Um, and then you hear a, a woman's voice. All we have is we. And then the other one looks and nods and says, just dream a little bigger. And uh, that's a phrase you've actually heard before. Um, in the vision you got from Torm's Helm, uh, the scene in which uh, Zeriel gave her sword to Lady Yale mm. uh, and bid that she flee with it and Lulu. Uh, she said, just this once, I need you to dream a little bigger. But the voice was not Zarya's. What, it could have feasibly been Lady Ailes? It could have. But we're not sure. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you know any other uh, voices of that time? What are some of the other, uh, what are some of the other things you know about that time? Uh, one looks at the other, and the other one looks back and says, um, And I will torture unto death the ones who abandoned Zariel in her time of need. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, bit of a, bit of a curve there. Bit of a, bit of That's... a, bit of a, um, curveball. Have we heard that one? Uh, you have not. Um... I need to check something in a book real quick. Stand by. We're just gonna, yeah, we're just gonna yeah. surf through the greatest hits. You know, just play yeah. a few seconds and just. Oh, it's like the um, the the ghost thing. There's a thing in ghost hunting where the they wheel? they scan through. A oh yeah, yeah, the spirit box. Yeah. Yeah, spirit box. Yeah. So like. Rolodex? What is that? <laughs> Basically, and, and it's all bullshit, bro science, but um, it's supposedly scanning like a second of every conceivable recordable radio broadcast, thinking that if a spirit is speaking on any one of these frequencies, it will record it. And basically what you get is like 10 seconds of a song here and there. Um, so one of them does that, and the other one sort of winces back, shakes his head. And looks at you, or who, who was it that said, who was that? Somebody said that, right? Me. You did? Looks at you and says, um, I am one of Lady Yale's generals. That's not the same voice that we just uh, know. I mean, it was a lot angrier, so. And we don't know much about Lady Yale outside of Zarkas, but did not yeah. really come into play there. <coughs> I'm assuming it has to be one of the other two that we saw in that vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Somebody went back to what, the portal. What? Do you know what your family's involvement was in the Hellride? In the long, long ago. 
you get a uh, indignant response. An indignant voice. You get a very different look on the face. He's obviously mimicking an indignant phrase. Right. Um, and you hear uh, a woman's voice go, So you just know nothing then? I guess not. <laughs> Rude. It, it but seems we get it in a different expression on the face. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like these guys have maybe some pieces of the puzzle, but I, I feel like at this point maybe putting this machine back together to yeah to see what Lulu has going going on in her old gourd there might be the more fruitful exercise. Yeah, it could help you too, Nemea. The one on the floor looks up at you and just goes, Ooh. I need you to fix my dream machine. And Maggie just, like, head in hands. <laughs> Do I really sound like that? <laughs> oh, God, she's figment. <laughs> Do you know any more of this one's voice? And I point to you. They look at each other. One of them sort of, like, cocks his head over the other one. Um... Give me a minute. Hashtag <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm real sorry. I can't tell you that. I'm guessing I'm taking that as a no. Yeah. Uh, that was actually Lulu's voice. It was Lulu's voice. Either they don't know anymore or they're not willing to say it in front of Mad Maggie. Yeah, fair. Um, Alright, so... Okay. I will address Mad Maggie then. You said you had leads to find the missing components to your machine. Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> Lay them on us, Mags. Midge. Alright, uh, who's the note taker? I will do that. Alright. Note taker and Big Zans. Are you ready? <laughs> Make yourself uh, four bullet points. <laughs> yes, sir. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. Go ahead. Alright. Um, first, the astral pistons. Uh, these were once a common device used in war machines across the surface of Avernus. They have fallen out of favor. They are outmoded, unfortunately. I've been told that Malargan, M A L A R G A N. Okay. The Forge Master of Colossia. That is K-O-L-A-S-I-A-H. Has a set in his workshop. If you don't wish to deal with the lost Golgari, you can instead contact Uldrock the Tinker. Rumor has it he is the son of Gond himself. Hmm. Really? Is he also in Avernus, or is he somewhere else? Oh, yes. He is condemned here like most souls. Hmm. He and his many accomplices and greatest devotees. He makes his realm in a titanic helmet. Okay. It rises above the dusts of Avernus like a tower. I'm told it was once his. <laughs> oh, the fates are cruel as they are inventive. 
Uh, I can give you some vague idea of where on the map these things are once I finish giving Zanzer these clues. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so those were two leads for the Astral Pistons. She also says... Um, At one time, I was in a coven with Red Ruth and Gaunt Gela. Gela had the most beautiful blonde hair. Such a shame. And she looks a little wistful, and like actually there's some genuine sadness on her face for a minute there. And she's lost in a moment for a second. She says, Gela perished. I have long held the belief that Red Ruth murdered her for her heartstone. If that's the case, she probably still has it. I know not where she lairs, but I do know that I've heard she frequents Mahadi's Emporium. Mahadi's Emporium? All Mahadi's. Mahadi is M-A-H-A-D-I. H-O-T-T-R-E. Um, Mahadi's Emporium, okay. The Emporium is a bizarre bazaar. It travels upon the backs of beasts of labor as well as mechanized devices. Perhaps it will find you. Jawas. It's Jawas. She says, uh... I know not where you could find a card box, but I have heard a rumor. A Modron ship has crash-landed on the shores of the Styx. It could have a card box inside. I don't know how these things work. And she looks to Chucka and Clonk, and Clonk goes, Uh, card box, boss! (laughs) (laughs) And Chucka looks over in disgust. A cog box is going to end up being like some sort of like Modron intestinal something. We're going to have to kill a fucking Modron. Yeah. Modron anus. <laughs> Modronus? <laughs> a little Modron buddy from Spelljammer. <laughs> He's going to fucking murder that dude. So yeah, she gives you these four leads, uh, and as for the fourth uh, item... Oh, yeah. okay, I was going to say, yeah. there's, I only got three leads. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's four leads, because she well, gives you three two items. Two for the pistons, yeah. 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 Uh, but the fourth item, the Phlegathosian Sand, uh, she's not sure where you could find that. I mean, Flagathos, probably. Flagathos? Yeah. Yeah. Scoops him up. Um, Although she does, if you surmise that out loud in front of her, uh, she will say, well, it's more complicated than that. Uh, Souls that are doomed for Flagathos find their way there naturally. They flow down the rivers of the Styx. But getting into Flagathos requires going through the sieged city of Dis. Mortals dare not tread there. We're stupid. And mortal. Yeah, I've died once. We're mortally stupid. (laughs) She says, um, the cave is guarded by Tiamat, the queen of dragons. Nope. No. Mm. Problem. Problemo. Listen, I want to fuck a dragon, but not that one. Fuck it. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) I'm almost there. (laughs) Some weird Nemea Dragomir Ingrid threesome at some point. Oh yeah, it's already happened three times. <laughs> what do you mean? There's going. Zinzer's on watch, and all three of you are in the same tent. <laughs> you guys can all be in the in the dick tent. I'll have my own tent. Yeah, it's got a dick fine. on it. Fine. Yeah, yeah, it's like hanging a scarf on the door, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Only way less subtle. Like, 
is Big Dick. So if you want Big Dick, you go on Big Dick Tent. <laughs> big Dick Tent! Big Dick Tent! <laughs> I got me a tent and it's as big as a whale! <laughs> Whacking, waving, dick, inflatable tube, man. <laughs> Alright, this is out there for the car dealership. I'm like, woo! I, I apologize for contributing to getting us off track. Let's get back on it. Yep. Uh, so yes, and that is what she's able so, to provide you for information. Uh, what, what is Phlegathamon sand? It is a sand that contains an intense heat, an environmental hazard from the plain of Flodistan. Um, Phlegathos. Phlegathos. Like, get me, get me on... Sorry, I, they're so, so similar. Phlegathos yeah. is a layer of hell. We're yes. on the first layer of hell. It's yes. one of the lower... Uh, That's the one where it's four, everyone four, It's like everyone is on fire all the time, yeah. It's like the fourth level. I it think. is the yeah. fourth level. Okay. Uh, and she says, it no. is extremely unlikely that you would get through Tiamat's Gate into the city of Dis. It's right. been under siege right. for millennia. Yeah. Um, getting through Dis into the other layers would be completely unthinkable. Yeah. Um, you'd have to find it. You probably would have to find it. You'd have to find it somewhere in Africa, she explains. Um, but she doesn't have a lead for you on that one. She says, you know, if you find the opportunity to speak with people on Avernus, uh, not everyone here would kill you on sight. There's a lot of things people need, and when people need things, they're willing to bargain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, but she gives you those four leads, and she can give you a vague idea of uh, where on this map you have that these things might be found. Okay, clear the map. Uh, give me the cards. I'll, I'll keep these cards. How's our card, man? All right, so first thing, I'm going to go with the Hearthstone first. Uh, she said that uh, her old coven with Red Ruth and Gaunt Gela. Gela used to have a Hearthstone. She assumes Red Ruth has it now because Red Ruth, she thinks, murdered Gaunt Gela. Um, she doesn't know where she is, but she knows that uh, she's heard rumors that she's been spotted at Mahadi's Emporium from time to time. Mahadi's Emporium is a wandering bazaar, mm-hmm. which means that it's not anywhere specific on the map. It, you may find it, it may find you, but if you ask people about it, you might get a lead to where it's going. Okay. Uh, the cog box is, uh, she says, uh, she has heard that a crashed ship crash landed here ah. in the armpit of the river sticks. Well, at least we're on the right side. Um, she says for the astral pistons, uh, if you don't mind running a foul of Colossia, the lost Golgari, none of you are familiar with what the fuck that means. Um, Shit demon. The, <laughs> the forge master uh, of Colossia's gang uh, is found over here. Oh, wow. oh great! This looks definitely not super bad. close. Super uh, close. However, if you'd rather deal with Uldrak the Tinker, who is rumored to be Gond's son, uh, he's also called the Mad Machinist. Uh, he is in the west end of the Plains of Fire. Uh, which is found. Those look like some fiery right planes. Here, actually, on this symbol. Hmm. Oh, it's a giant uh, sword sticking out of the ground. Yes. Neat. Uh, and she says that she is pretty confident that one of those two is going to have what you're looking for. Uh, the Modron ship, she's like, yeah, I heard about a ship crashed. I heard it was Modrons. Um, she doesn't seem as, as excited about that idea, but she does say, you know, I heard this happened. Yeah, we literally about to go traipsing all the fuck over hell. Well, at least those two are fairly close to one another. Yeah. And then the the bazaar 
You know who might know where the bazaar is? We should talk to those hobgoblin bikers. If they're biking all over hell and creation, uh, I'm yeah. sure they probably bumped into it. Mm-hmm. Literally hell. Yeah. And creation. And creation. Yep. Uh, Maggie says, well, isn't that an interesting idea? Hell and cremation. Also, maybe we kill them and take their motorcycles and we can get around more faster. And then one of the birdmen, you're not sure which one's Chuck and which one's Clonk, but he, uh, he says, well, isn't that a fine idea? And Maggie, like, decks him in the face. Pow! Right in the mouth. And he goes tumbling end over end, and she says, We do not use that voice here! We don't recognize the voice? You don't. <clears throat> Ex-husband? That is the voice of the one who rules the realms of hell. It belongs to one and one alone. And she, like, eyes are daggers at the, the bird man. Oh, oh. The, the, the big guy. Speak not his name. Bob. Mm. From Bob's discount furniture? Well, he's in, he's, he's, in, now, he's right? in a deeper yeah. layer than Asmodeus. Asmodeus. Even Asmodeus won't touch that fucking guy. <laughs> I doubt it. Modasius? Modasius. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Very hairy ass. <laughs> Where do you think the uh, the the hair skin flaps came from? The ass of Asmodeus. He's got ass in the name. I mean, As right Asmodeus. <laughs> he uh, told me thick. But she says uh, she <laughs> says it will require many hours and days of travel across these plains. Do you think that that is true? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Duh. We're stupid. We're not that stupid. Is there a hertz around here? I I have a horse, but you can't all fit on him. She says, uh, I may have something for you. It's a TIE fighter. Segway. Some uh, fucking Southwest like mixed four, peanuts. Four, three segways and a golden horse. Uh, right. Trump through hell. Hold the phone. I have a, I have a song I want to play for this. So, um, We're on the road to the furnace. Jump. Um... She turns and she puts the goggles on over her eyes and she says, Chaka, clunk, the switch. And okay. one of them gets, Why do we even have that lever? <laughs> he gets really excited and he runs over to the door and he starts turning a crank. And then a, a, like a lever pops out of the wall. He pulls the lever down. There's like a train whistle and a door starts... <laughs> pulls back. And behind the door is what looks like a black iron doom buggy with armored plates. <laughs> I'm so excited. On the back of the dune buggy is a single harpoon launcher. Yeah, there is. I'll man the poon. Well, I was going to say, uh, uh, you know, I'm a ranger. Maybe I should man the harpoon. But, but I think, we'll I think, take I, turns I, on the poon. I, I, think you would, I think you would be rad driving hey, I as, also as our main like driver. No, okay, we'll all get some poon. And I'll form the head. The driving compartment is an armored compartment where the armor plating that covers the back of like the steering column mm-hmm. is shaped like a giant screaming devil's face. Oh, oh. oh. oh I'm so horny. <laughs> <laughs> and Maggie says, this is my tormentor. You can name her what you wish. The Batmobile. Something cool. <laughs> the Hagmobile. <laughs> that's, that's racist. The Shaggin' Wagon. That's it! It's the Shaggin' Wagon! I'm just thinking the Pussy Wagon from Kill Bill. <laughs> it needs a cool name. Somebody give it a cool name. Um. The Hell Terrell. Hell Terrell. 
my, my pun my pun cogs mm. are going real hard. Sorry. I mean, we could get real sad and call it the Celeste. It's like a death sad. Uh, Celeste. Celeste. Whatever. No, I'm, I'm not eating. I'm not eating this after my girlfriend. That's <laughs> I'm gonna I'm ride my vegetable <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go home and kiss my wife. Oh my and Xander will finally um, get that poon. Um, ah, puke. The Whatever. Poon buggy. It's the poon buggy. The poon buggy. I wanted to have a cool name because we're gonna use it a lot. So. I feel like the poon buggy's a really no, cool name. No, let's make something cool. Okay. Not a joke. Let's get something cool. Um. Which I, I, I feel like it's face on it. I feel like this has got to be like one of those things where it it, it, it earns a name. You believe it will? That's earn actually a name? that's actually I like that idea. All right, or I mean, at least buy some time to think of one organically instead yes. of forcing it. All right, yeah. uh, I, really I would like. Yeah, you can you can figure it out between this session and next session, but I want it named sooner than later. Um, mechanically, the way this thing functions is that there are four seats on this vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, and it can store up to one hundred pounds of your cargo. Uh, Lulu counts as 25 pounds of your cargo. She can't float? Uh, for a limited time, but she gets exhausted. Um, it has a seat for a driver, it has a seat for the harpoon operator, and it has two crew compartments. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, the driver is going to be making rolls using the vehicle's dexterity score. If they are proficient in land vehicles, they may add their proficiency. Do you have, do you have that I do. I uh, do. It sounds do. like Ingrid is your driver. Ingrid, you may have the tormentor token. Oh, wait. Yeah, if we, if we see what it looks like, that might help. Oh, that's fucking tight as Yeah, it's oh, a big metal devil faced dune buggy with a harpoon. Oh, my God. It. it looks like that. Um, <clears throat> the person operating the harpoon, the harpoon is a flat plus seven to hit. Uh, it does damage and potentially could reel stuff in if it's light. People at the crew compartments can uh, operate as normal. So if you have spells or range attacks, you could fire them from the cruise apartments. So I'll, I'll let, um, I'll let, uh, maybe Dragoner should do the harpoon because he doesn't really have any range attacks in normal life. So I was going, what's your, what's your dex? My dex is, uh, eight. It's well, it doesn't use dex. Way. It's a straight up plus seven to hit. Right. Oh, okay, okay. I can. Um, the other solution is because I am large, I am carrying a shitload of gear that's probably already over the hundred pound weight limit. Uh, what you're carrying on your person doesn't count against okay. the hundred pounds. But regardless, because um, physics don't work in this game, <laughs> I could also just ride alongside this thing. I, how fast is it compared to my horse? Uh, your horse goes at about half speed of this. Oh, thing. okay, never mind. All right, your horse is about double speed of being on foot, and the vehicle's like four times your foot. Okay, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll do whatever if you want me to just sit I'm, back. I'm thinking you have, a, you don't really have a range. I don't, and this might help you with a range, yeah. and then the two of us can already do range stuff. Yeah, hop in the screen machine. Screen Machine's not bad. Screen Machine's actually a pretty cool name. Yeah. Did I just say something cool? <laughs> no. Do you guys Whoa. want to it's sign not, off on it's it? It's not cool if you talk about it. If you <laughs> sign off on it being the Screen Machine, that is a cool enough name that we can roll with. I think... I'm down I'm for good. it. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I can come up with something better, so... Machine. Uh, the Screen Machine is now a party member. Uh, it has hit points. It has defenses. It has actions. Um, perhaps those will come into play, perhaps not, will depend on how you use the screen machine. But doesn't have a vegetable girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, its girlfriend is every cloaca between year <laughs> and dis. <laughs> it, it is the boner garage. Dis <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Mad Maggie explains uh, it does consume a certain kind of fuel, and she points at your coin purse. Oh, <laughs> like my literal coin purse or my actual ball bag? Actually, she points at Nemea's coin purse. <laughs> my fat sack. Yeah. Yeah. Gold? Um, it consumes soul coins. How many, and uh, what? what's our, like, what is our what's mileage? our mileage? Yeah. yeah. She okay. says, the machine will run for 24 hours per coin you insert. Okay, so we got four days worth. And she says, uh, souls that are of a higher fire could potentially keep this thing running a little longer. And she she says, like, you can fit so many soul coins in this baby. (laughs) Um, Maggie, may I ask, how did, how do you make a soul coin? Do you really want to know that? I do. It's not pretty. I do. I don't. And she says, well, first you need a damned soul. Okay. And a coin. Like any old coin? One of these, like they carry a certain kind of charge. Okay. So, oh, so like you put it in, and then it zooks it out, and the glow goes out of it. Like you, can, right. you can fill it back up. And okay. then she says, "Yes." Okay. And when you put it into the fuel canister of this vehicle, the soul is extinguished in a brilliant ball of flame that propels you across the plane. God, that's so creepy. Sounds beautiful. Oh, the soul, of course, this. ceases to be. But... We're we're dementors kissing our way across hell. How, so how I, do you I'm... get a soul into the coin? Murder is the easiest way, I suppose. Oh, the Horcruxes. It runs on Horcruxes. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. I'll do it. I'm uh, already. I'm already fucked. <laughs> Are you okay so. over there? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I'm a paladin. How do you think I feel? She uh, she has her goggles on now, and she casts the shawl aside and tosses the cane over to Chucka or Clonker, whichever Birdman collects it first. And she takes one long-legged step up into the vehicle. And it's creepy how fast she moves. Mm-hmm. But she gets up to the driver's compartment and she beckons whoever the driver will be to come up top to look at the Hi. scenario. That's me. Uh, and she points out a few features. Um, she basically shows you how to like change the height of the steering column. and like all, Oh, thanks. Like, <laughs> new car stuff. Um, but she points out the coin slot that you literally put your coins in. Oh, I hate this. There is a coin return if the coin gets rejected. It's an evil Tesla. Uh, and also, she Another points. Like Tesla. Yeah. There is uh, there is like a, a soft tanned skin seal that you can fold back, and there's an exposed pipe that's part of the dashboard. And she says, "Should you find any demons along your way, collect their ichor." Why? You can pour it into the device, and it will run twice as hot. Oh, it's nitrous. Oh, oh god! <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Let's go! That's, that's where you pour the liquid Schwartz. Ah! <laughs> if, oh, if, I, if it runs twice as hot, though, does that mean that the soul is consumed twice as fast? No, just twice as miserably. <laughs> Whatever. They're already here. They're already they're already in hell. They're already well, here. Demon, yeah, I don't know. They did something well, the deserve to be here. Shit about. Well, yeah, but I the mean, soul and the coin, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of seeing where you're coming from. Like, if they were decent they're souls, here, they wouldn't be here. Still. Yeah. It's, it's icky. It's icky. I'll do that. I'll do it. You turn around, I'll do it. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I was I'm agreeing with you, but whatever. Is there like a blender <laughs> so we can like throw demons in there to get the sicker out of them? How do you how do you do it? Uh, uh, I, I, I will handle that. She, uh, I I'm, I'm expert at getting icker from demons. Is it like toothpaste? Do you start at the feet and just she, roll? Uh, <laughs> she smiles at you and she turns, she opens the glove box, and there is a series of stoppered bottles and a funnel. 
god. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. I, know, I think it's a, basically like using an orange juicer. We take the demon, we put it on top of Dragomir's helmet, and we just... <laughs> it's Mr. Demon. I just... I will just wring it out with yeah. my bare hands. I don't care. <laughs> I cannot state enough how fucking horny Nemea is for this right now. <laughs> like, I am so fucking ready to Mad Max my way across this desolate landscape. I am. Yeah, I, I really Ooh, thought so this pumped. was going to be like a horror campaign, and now it's definitely a Mad Max survival campaign. I love you're, it. You're, you're love all it. very creepy people. I love this shit. You keep showing up, so what do I say about you? <laughs> you say that as if you were, like, the driving force in me becoming the person that I am. <laughs> Well, I meant that both in character and out of character, I guess. Both, both directions, I guess. Um, Alright. This is all super cool, and I'm down with every little bit of it. But before we go, I do want to talk to those Hobgoblin bikers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to check the bazaar for some magical items. Um, anyway, we think we could probably get a hold of any more rations while we're here. Rations are a good thing. Um, uh, let's not forget coins. that they only take soul coins, and mm-hmm. we need soul coins to okay. power. Maybe they have fetch quests. <clears throat> Maggie says, um, there, there, are many, there are many here who would bargain for services if you're in need of currency. Uh, you'll receive no other handouts from me. This is quite enough, I believe. But oh, no if, doubt. If you are in need of bargaining, Sarcasia is the money changer and can assist you with such things. Oh, and lovely chap. The arcade is full of vendors who would purvey their wares. Should you find the Wandering Emporium, I'm sure they would barter with you as well. Yeah, so she uh, she gives you the keys to the vehicle. Can um, we get the fuzzy dice to go over the mirror as well? No, but what she hands you is about this long as a key. It, it has a, like a screaming skull face at one end. It is a literal <coughs> skeleton key. Oh, if Nemea had an iPhone, she'd be taking so many <laughs> photos. I'm sorry. Like, this is just so cool. I cannot yeah. get over how cool this, this is. This is critically important. Who is carrying the keys to your ride? Well, you're the driving. Do you you're want the to driver. Carry? All right, you're going to get the keys? Mm-hmm. You're an right. excellent driver. Put the skeleton key on your inventory. Keep track of where it is, because if you die somewhere, you guys are stranded. What's the odds of one of Kana's characters dying? I think pretty low. <laughs> yeah. Never happened before. No. I've definitely never killed any of Kaylee's characters. Rip. Except all of them. No. Uh, only two. <laughs> only all of them that haven't been in Spelljammer Adventures, right? Temperance hasn't died. Oh, Temperance hasn't died yet. Well, she's dead inside. <laughs> that happened a long time ago. And her titties died. Yeah. Or Bruni. Yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, so she says that they'll all be willing to make deals with you if you need to make deals and, and collect coinage or whatever. She also says basically whatever you find out in the wastes that might be fungible... Bring it back. Sell it to Sarcasia. You'll get your coins. We'll get shit to sell in the fort. The fort exists as sort of like a, a Port Royal. Um, what's the one from Pirates of the Caribbean? Port Royal. Oh, uh, 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 Tortuga. 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 Yeah, yeah. It is the Tortuga of Avernus. It is the place where warbands can come and Turtle. go. Uh, do some business. She runs a merchant empire here uh, and has enough peacekeepers to keep the peace. Okay. All right. So this is Mad Max meets Pirate of the Caribbean in hell. I'm all kinds of down for this. I'm fully erect. Uh, okay. <laughs> cool. And I'm uh, wet. Just it's weird. <laughs> Stop hanging around in front of my sink. You could, you could drown a kitten in my panties right now. <laughs> Mab, stay away from me. <laughs> Mab, run! <laughs> run! <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> all right. 
So yeah, she's given you some leads. She's given you a vehicle. She's given you basically free run of the fort. Okay. I do. I, I. I. Okay. So I think we should start by asking around to see if anybody knows where the Wandering Bazaar was last. Uh, okay. Um, obviously, you've seen that there's a gathering of a, a quite a large number of people uh, at the well, which is the tavern of the fort, uh, right. fort Applebones. Um, you also have only basically like toured the open space. You haven't gone into many of the closed areas here. Uh, so if you wanted to explore. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. That, like, aside from the hostel where we slept the night and Mad Maggie's house, we haven't really looked around a yeah. lot. Um, so maybe we should see what we can do around here to try and accumulate as much resources as we can before we go out on the open road. Yeah. Um, but I do want to start with those bikers, because yeah. if anybody's going to see a mobile bazaar, it'll be people who are riding their motorcycles across the plains like a bunch of hobgoblin assholes. Part of me feels like I should talk to that floating skull, but that may have just been a set piece. Nothing is a set piece if you try hard enough. Hence, the turnstile. Right. If nothing else, he's a and d coy. Hey, Ben. Eat shit. Yeah, I really fucking hate you. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to go back in time and not be born. All right. All right. But first. Hobgoblin. Yeah, I, I want to hobgoblin it. All right. We're going to hobnoblin. So, um, the well has, uh, as previously depicted, a neon sign out front. Mm-hmm. Uh, something from a faraway land in a different time, it would seem. Um, Hong Kong. There's some creepy devil voices in the background. That's probably canon. I'm all, I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does just say, the well, and then there's a symbol of a well shaped in neon as well. Like, the stone's a circular shape, uh, and a figure that's crawling its way out. I'm picturing a spooky boss, honestly. Yes. Mm, with a little um, bit of Samara wrapped in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get to the front gates of it, and there are uh, picnic tables sort of set out front, because there's not that much space inside the fort proper for it. Uh, and the picnic tables have a shit ton of these hobgoblins. They're all wearing uh, black leathers, and there's fiendish fur hanging off like the, the insides, like where it would meet in the middle. Um, big brass buttons, and on the back it has the Icker Kickers. And, like, they all have different iconography in the back. Some of them are, like, a big booted foot covered in green shit. Uh, one of them is a picture of a hobgoblin just punching the ever-loving shit out of a dretch. <laughs> uh, these guys look pretty hardcore. Um, as you walk into the bar, they all sort of look up at you guys like you're very out of place right now with the biker gang at the bar. Uh, well, yeah, we don't have the matching jacket, and it's no, just it's weird. Cool. We're new. <laughs> Um, Sorry. There is a woman, an attractive human woman, she's probably in her mid-twenties, who is serving drinks right now. She has long, straight black hair. Um, she's wearing uh, a purple dress, uh, fairly plain looking. Uh, working behind the bar, she's got like a, a, like a tan skin uh, apron that she's wearing with pockets in. Uh, she has all sorts of various like drink-making apparatus that operate out of these pockets that she's constantly pulling out to make different drinks for these, for these dudes. Uh, but she also looks like soulless. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about her that is just extremely off-putting. Uh, but she is serving right now a, a hobgoblin who does not appear to be picking up that she is not interested. Who's got like a really long pointed ZZ top beard uh, and little round uh, like at the end of the bridge of his nose sunglasses with steel frames that go up into like dragons behind the ear. And uh, she sort of looks up at you and says, What are you having? What's this other hobgoblin doing? It looks like he's trying to flirt her up. He's like leaning up against the bar with his hand on his hip. Guys, I'm going to start some shit. Are you ready for me to start some shit? Oh my god. 
Is uh, this guy bothering you? He looks over at you and he says, Mind your tongue, Missy, I'm having a moment. <laughs> I, I'm going to set my hammer down on its head, take my bucket helm off, put it over the palm, go up to this guy and get like chest to chest. You're in my seat. Oh, God. That sounds like you want to make a roll for me. <laughs> 21. He looks at you. He looks down. He's standing up, leaning up against the bar. He's like, I'm, uh, I'm leaning against the bar, you weirdo. Ah, fine. She's not giving it up anyway. And he walks away from the bar. And I'll sure, it wouldn't have been more than a moment anyway. So. <laughs> Do we have to order her, like, a devil shot, or...? <laughs> <laughs> she says, uh, Natasha, they call me Natasha the Dark. What's your order? What are you serving? Liquor. Then we'll take four liquors. She looks over at you and she says, brown, black, or clear? Clear. Suit yourself. Uh. He's rushing, he drinks vodka. Okay, that's fair. And she pushes forward uh, four shot glasses of clear liquor. What is this cost? Um, don't worry, I got this. Cool. And I will, uh, I'll, I'll spit around on my bar stool, I guess. Um, <laughs> it wobbles ra- from his weight. <laughs> raise a glass and say, who can take this from me? God. Are you trying to, like, start a fight in the bar? Alright, so you say it first, and nobody seems to take any notice of you. Mm -hmm. Are you going to repeat it? Yeah. Are you going to do it louder, or just the same voice? Loud as I can. See a bunch of these guys look up, and the dude with the long, easy top beard is looking over. And they they start approaching the bar, and she's like, Ah, I'll be back in a minute. (laughs) She opens a trap door into the floor, and... (laughs) She's like, have fun! (laughs) All right. Uh, I didn't plan for a combat with these dudes, so bear with me. <laughs> Are we gonna take their lunch money? Yeah, we're oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna beat them till they tell us what we want. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna feed her to mind this because I don't feel like doing a full map for this garbage. Sure. Uh, so I want somebody who can keep track of something to put a d10 on the table. <clears throat> I'm starting it. Oh, okay. you got it. Oh shit! I didn't pull many. Fuck me. You don't need a mini for this. Uh, count that d10 up to 10. That is how many bikers are going to try to beat the shit out of you. A 10, he said. You want me to roll it? No, nope. a 10. Oh, start with it. Start it on 10, yep. Yeah. Okay. Ooh! Uh, let's see here. I don't care that that block has been updated. I want ass kicking music. Let's see if this will work. We need some, like, biker bar rock, like some George Thorogood or something. <laughs> Some ZZ Top. <laughs> Some ZZ Top. Even ACDC. I'm going to start with this while you guys are starting to fight with a bar, and then we'll change it to them if they start winning. Um, all right, so, uh, initiative rolls, Sivu play. Oh, Five. fuck me. It's an odd number to be rolled on a dice. Let's <laughs> right after yeet? fuck you. You ever uh, seen the yeet fuck dice? <laughs> <laughs> I have shit and crit dice. 
Zenzer, this, um, this track is called You Don't Want These Hands. <laughs> you are first, and you see that this challenge has not gone unnoticed, and that uh, nearly a dozen hobgoblin bikers are approaching the bar. Uh, they have not yet drawn weapons, but it looks like they are ready to throw hands instead. Oh. Yeah. It's Fisticuffs, is it? Yes! Oh! oh, oh, oh you have picked the wrong knave! <laughs> um Let's see. Um Fight the Rapscallion. Nice. Um Yeah, I guess um I guess you know I, I don't wanna I don't wanna necessarily stab him either, so I guess we're gonna do this uh, the old you know Skin on tusk, I guess. Um, <laughs> can I um? Can I fucking try to knock one to the ground? What is that? That's uh, athletics check uh, against his athletic score. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try to just fucking you know check one into the boards. All right. Crap. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right. You've you've seen me do this before. <laughs> um, so uh, I'll try and paint a picture of it. So one of these guys comes a little bit closer to the bar and he picks up one of the pool cues off the pool table, and as he's getting a little bit closer, you come out of nowhere and just like hit him right in the shoulder. You shoulder check him right into the jukebox, and he spins over as he hits it, and his head cracks into the glass, and he goes tumbling onto the floor. <laughs> nice. and the pool cue just rolls out of his hand. And he's like, oh, nice. Uh, next up. Is these I, I, I like the I like the image that there was like some sort of like yacht rock music and the wheel scratched <laughs> and then it went to like something cool. <laughs> uh, we have a whole shitload of hobgoblins here. I'm not going to narrate nine different hobgoblins doing things to you, Dragomir, but mm -hmm. they're coming for you. Okay. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to condense it into three different rolls that all have advantage. So am I re reducing this number to nine then? Ah, uh, yes, please. Uh, the first one is double whiffs. Second one is going to be uh, natural 17. We're going to call that a 23. Got it. All right. And then the last one uh, is going to miss. So I'm going to get you one time. Uh, and we're going to basically do the same thing. One of them is going to, like, grab you from behind. Mm -hmm. And the other one's going to pick up a bar stool and just crack it over your chest plate. Oh. Nice. And splintered wood goes up into your mouth. Um, you take one point of shame. Right? <laughs> get three points of shame. You're eliminated from the shame of it. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, Nemea, you are up. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm imagining that there are like a whole like horde of them coming up, but they're kind of like in a group. <clears throat> and I'm just gonna very subtly cast Mage Hand and like yank on the hair of one of them that's like right behind the other one as like an attempt to turn around and be like, dude, and like get two of them fighting each other. Nice. Give me a sleight of hand check. Okay, not bad. It's still bad. That's a, it's a critical fail. Critical fail? Yeah. That's not good. No, ma'am. You gently brush the mage hand fingers <laughs> through I just, like, caress them and they start making out. Oh, God. <laughs> um, your mage hand materializes, and one of them has seen this trick before, and he just bats the hand out of the way, and it goes spinning behind the broken jukebox. Fair. <laughs> it crashes and burns as a mushroom cloud. Dragomir, <laughs> <laughs> somebody just broke a bar stool over your chest plate. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to kick this man into the next zip code. <laughs> uh, it sounds like an athletics check to me. Sure. All right. Uh, 22. All right. Uh, you deliver a kick right to the chest of this man, and he staggers backwards over one of the tables and goes head first onto the floor, 
feet straight up into the air and his friends are laughing at him. You <laughs> <laughs> got kicked by a big guy. What an asshole. <laughs> and as, as I'm kicking out, I'm going to be like, where is Traveling Bazaar? <laughs> <laughs> I want... I want to buy more drinks to make more friends. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> and they look at each other like, traveling bizarre. <laughs>